Take a Crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. Content warnings to be found in the episode description. You may notice that this episode is going to have a little bit of audio strangeness, namely on my line, not because my mic was backwards for all two plus hours of recording. So, you know, it's nobody's fault. Uh, nobody's pointing any fingers. It's not a big deal. So, uh, you know, just enjoy the episode like normal and uh, just pretend my audio sounds like it usually does. Enjoy. So, Jeeves, if you could tell Queen Portobello one thing, what would it be? Well, I think I'd probably say I'm fucking flying across the sky on a ghost of Just to escape you I'm begging help from the people I hate the most Just to escape you and escape him too Said if I was stronger, I might last longer But you're an evil witch Sweet Gnome, it's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Crit, Real Play, 5th Edition Dungeons and Dragons Podcast, the passion project of five childhood pals who've been playing this game for countless hours over the past two decades. I'm Joey, I play Garrett Sunderwood, but more on him later. We start out each of these episodes with our dungeon master posing a question to the adventurers. So catch Leo, here's a mic. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah, I totally caught it. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Leo Martin, and I'll be your dungeon master and Guess what? Also, your question asker. Oh, shit. And today's question is, what is your dream vacation? Probably not running away from your childhood home on a smelly tugboat. Could be. You know, the smell grows on you. Nonetheless, she's well learned, but her bridges are burned. It's Gotcha Portobello. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Jane, and I play the illustrious Gotcha Portobello. And her dream vacation right now at this very moment, with full knowledge of her new friend, uh, Parmesan Romano's powers, is to find a way to take a trip to the stars and, you know, survive. Big ambitions. What does Gotcha think she's going to find up there? Probably, like, more secrets (laughs) of some sort on other planets and stuff. I mean, that'd be a hell of a story to write. (laughs) There's always a scoop in space. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what our astronomy and astrology is for uh, the Pothernican sky. It's true. We don't even know how many suns or moons we have. We haven't looked up this yet. Yeah, Leo, how many how many suns do we have? Um, Quick intro sidebar about this universe's cosmology. Off the cuff, a lot of astrology for us. All right. Are telescopes here? Because like this has like TVs and shit. Telescopes? I'll, I'll break it down for you. You're in a solar system. You do know that there's other planets. Planets, but you're not sure how many. You got one sun, two moons, but one of the moons is kind of pathetic. Little bullshit moon. One of those things that they call a moon, you're like, looks like an asteroid got stuck. The Pluto of moons. Next up, he was born into a shark, but now he's breaking hearts. It's Scotch Hops. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Austin Petrie. I play Scotch Hops. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Great to meet you. How are you doing? 
That's too bad. Joey, I'm trying to do like an interactive thing, and I need you to be quiet for it. <laughs> Can we not interact with the audience too? No, this is my intro. Okay, oh. okay, okay. You know what? Fine. So, Scotch Hops, Dream Vacation. <laughs> um, way down off the Sword Coast Keys, uh, there's a little place called Kokomo, and <laughs> that's where he wants to go. <laughs> that would be his dream vacation. Okay. How, how's he going to get there? <laughs> Probably with the help of uh, Parmesan Romano now. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier. <laughs> you might say you get there pretty fast. Yeah. But once he does, he's going to take it slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'm sure that we'll go there at some point. Yeah, we should. Oh, yeah. I'm a grung sorcerer bard. What's up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> His butt is the sorest over what's going down in the forest. It's <laughs> Garrett Sunderwood. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, everybody. My name's Joey. I play Garrett Sunderwood, Gnome Druid. What's your name? Joey, I swear to fucking God. Oh, it's nice to meet you. How are you doing? Joey. <laughs> I'm doing real fucking bad, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Start over and apologize. You bit thief motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. Okay, okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Joey. I play Garrett. Garrett's dream vacation. Well, you know, he enjoys leisure and everything, but he's also a druid, so he's the friend who's going to try to get you to go on his vacation to the famous tall, tall, tall mountain in the uh, southeast, uh, Mount Foreverest. Uh, they say it goes all the way up to the, <laughs> the stars. Um, and so it's a long, long walk. You know, you're going to need to take a long weekend off in order to even get to the top and then call out the rest of the week to get back down. That sounds great. But that's, uh, you know, it's on his bucket list. It's, it sounds like real <laughs> relaxing, real like, you know, meditative, just like out there against the elements, reconnecting with nature. It sounds also not that relaxing. That's... I think it would really recharge his batteries after all this time in the city. Recharge his batteries after they get ripped out by yetis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Garrett's Underwood, Gnome Druid, Mount Foreverist. That's the answer. And last but not least, he's got a flask full of berries and yeast. It's Will Willie Willis. That's not all that's in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You wish that was all. He's a little lad who loves berries and yeast. Berries and yeast. Berries and yeast. Hey, everybody. My name's Salem Martin. I play Will Willie Willis, Loxodon Cleric of the Great Garbage Forge, uh, the big greasy elephant who just uh, can't put down the super glue. Willie's dream vacation. Uh, gotta be trashy, right? You know, so probably like... Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Spring yep. break, Myrtle Beach. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Good old Myrtle. You couldn't even make a pun. Uh, tor tor no, it should be like Tortle Beach. No, nah, it's Myrtle Beach. Okay, okay. I See, I was also going to say I definitely fucked up because y'all are all like fantasy thing. I was sitting here like, shit. <laughs> hey, Sam. Yeah. Knock, knock. Uh, hold, hold on, I'll be there in just a minute. I'm taking a crit. Uh, just, just I need like five minutes. I'll, you know, finish up, finish up real quick. Last time on Take a Crit, our heroes found what awaited them on the other side of the portal at the back of the Verdant Caverns. Our heroes found themselves in a palace dungeon in an unknown building. In the large main floor of the dungeon, 
our heroes found the cages containing the frog beasts of the Springtail Village, as well as a giant pile of fresh portobello peaches. Overseeing this operation was none other than Nasty Kyle. Upon seeing our heroes, Nasty Kyle decided that he would like to get some revenge, at first transforming into Gus the Greater. But after deciding that he had had enough fun as Gus, Nasty Kyle transformed into Carrie Sunderwood and revealed that he was the one they had talked to at the Pathurntican Idol party. During the fight, our heroes damaged some of the Portobello peaches in the room, infuriating Nasty Kyle, causing him to push them back out the other side of the portal. Back at the Portobello Kingdom, our heroes were arrested, except for Woody, whom Uncle Jibbles believed to have been roped into the situation by Gotcha. God, I miss Andy already. Me too. Scotch Hops avoided arrest as well, by turning invisible during the initial confusion. As Gotcha, Willie, and Garrett were brought to the royal dungeon, Queen Portobello had a conversation with Woody about the events that had just transpired. She urged Woody not to listen to Gotcha, but allowed him to visit his sister. Once in the dungeon, Woody and Scotch were able to work together in order to free our heroes, and thus their escape began. After evading many guards and finally unleashing Parmesan Romano from his imprisonment, our heroes yelled at Woody and struck him in order to convince the guards that he was not involved in their escape. It made me really, really sad. As our heroes soared off into the sky, seemingly free from this situation, they found none other than Jeeves, stowed away in the back of Parmesan Romano. That <laughs> motherfucker. Fucking Jeeves. Jeeves fell down to his knees and begged our heroes for help. We rejoin our heroes as they decide what to do with the most hated butler in all of Pathurntica. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeeves. Um, so welcome aboard the SS Parmigiano. I don't know what to say. I just look at Garrett and shake my head. Don't show him how hospitality. He, he's a hospitable fellow for the most part. But we're still going to kill him, right? Oh. Yeah, I mean. Oh, hey, hey, s slow down. Look, I know that I just went on a killing spree, you know, in, in the past couple of hours. I never killed anyone before. And I well, no, it wasn't quite a spree. This might make it a spree. Oh, oh no. Yes, I killed two people in the past couple of hours, and that's never happened <laughs> before. I'm, I'm a little shooken up by it. Like, my hands are still shaking a little bit. Oh. It's okay, Garrett. Oh, you know what? You guys could kill me if you want. It'd still be better than what was going on over there. Oh, I hate it. Oh. Look, look. As much as I hate to say this, uh, I think it's probably best we don't take that course of action. Because, Jeeves, do you have any clue what uh, my mom's been up to? And are you down to help us stop that shit? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm so down to help, and yeah, I've totally got some juicy info. Uh, if you'll just, like, not kill me, and uh, if if when we get back to Pathurntica, maybe, like, you could put a good word in with the Dawn. Um. Jeeves, sidebar. Uh, I take everyone over. I'm super <laughs> mad about this. Just wanted everyone to know. Super mad about it. Actually, Jeeves, I don't care if you hear. I'm super mad about this. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can hear in the first place. This is not a huge cabin. It's not really a secret either. Sorry, it's not spacious enough for you, Jeeves. I mean, okay, Jeeves has slided us, you know. He um, didn't immediately get the bugs for Scotch one time, I think. I want to be honest. I don't think he slided us at all. I just hate him. He tried, he tried to get us 
to call him some name he made up. Yeah. I didn't make it up. It's my name. <laughs> All right, Chiefs. Um, oh. <laughs> so, honestly, if we're uh, tallying up the things that he's done, uh, he married Gotcha's mother, Rude. Um, yeah, no, that was, you shouldn't have done that one. She came on to me, okay? Jeeves, shut your mouth. Okay, honestly, you may have been enchanted. I uh, Listen, can I just, can I just tell you all everything that I know, and then you, you can decide if you still want to kill me, all right? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> all right, um, and I'm going to go ahead and good cop right here. Jeeves, you know, you're, this is a safe space. You go ahead and tell us. And I look back to Willie. Does that mean I can bad cop? <laughs> exactly. I think you're already doing that. I'm going to throw you out the window, Jeeves. Oh, oh gosh. Talk now, Jeeves. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's where it all started. So after you all left for the arts district, uh, the Don had decided that he wanted to keep a little uh, stock of bugs in the house so it didn't take so long to, to get Scotch's refreshments. And so I was outside just going through all the bushes I could, finding bugs, and and then I saw the most stunning woman I'd ever seen in my life. Two notes. Um, the Don's such a fucking solid guy. Look at him yes. looking out for Scotch. Him. Fucking love the Don. <laughs> and um, a second point, Jeeves, it's fucking disrespectful. You're talking about Gotcha's mother. Yeah, watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry, but uh, so anyway... I mean, uh, she's awful. I fucking hate her. I couldn't believe that she even walked up and started talking to me. Uh, I mean, I had twigs and things in my hair, and she just started going on about how beautiful I was and how she wanted to take me away to her kingdom, and I'd never have to work again, and, uh, oh, she just started giving me fancy gifts, and then she took me she took me out for coffee at this fancy place in the arts district. You can't fall for that. Well, I gotta admit, she really just she really just swept me off my feet. I, I did think it was odd that she wanted to get married on the second date. Well, yeah. Uh, that the second date happened uh, at the same night as the first one, but... Uh, Hold up here, Jeeves. All right, everyone. So why is, why is she duping the, the dupe here? And uh, I, Jeeves, I'm trying to like tell a, you. <laughs> you ain't got a big old wiener, do you? <laughs> it's moderate. Okay, continue. Uh, like seven inches thick. Just continue. <laughs> That's uh. Gotcha blushes. Jeeves just got a Jeeves, fucking baby need, pig in his I, fucking. I need <laughs> How long? Well, uh, well, that's the thing. It's it, it's seven inches long too. <laughs> Classic. Hard or soft, Jeeves? Uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking soft right now. Okay. This is, this is fun and all, but... Um. Continue, Jeeves. So anyway, um, she just really swept me off my feet. And, uh, you know, I just figured, hey, why not? Everyone treats me like shit. She's been treating me so nice. Uh, maybe things are turning up, Jeeves. <laughs> I guess I can't fault you for that logic. And then once we got to the kingdom, uh, things changed a little bit. She started kind of interrogating me all the time about the Don, specifically about his stupid big gym that's getting us into trouble all the time. She wanted to know where he's keeping it and 
uh, how he managed to get it back when it was stolen, and uh, she was asking me a lot of questions about you all, too, and uh, eventually I, I started to ask why she was asking all this stuff, and oh, she got real mad. She stormed off and told me to stay in the bedroom where I usually stay. Oh, okay. Garrett turns to Gotcha and is like, so is that, does that make him a fuckboy? Is that, um, Garrett. is that what that is? <laughs> not quite. It's not literal. Okay, I misunderstood. Anyway, I went ahead and snuck out behind her and, and I listened in while she had a conversation with somebody. I couldn't hear the other person, but uh, she was talking about the gym and uh, it seemed like they had tried to steal it before and it didn't work. She said that uh, if you hadn't hired that incompetent idiot Sawmill Davy, then maybe this would all be dealt with by now. Mm. 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 Who? anyway so at that point i started getting a little freaked out and well i started looking around in the palace and oh i found some some pretty fucked up shit go on there were tons of people down in the dungeons just asking questions about where all the peaches were going and why they could only sell the bad ones. No one's making any money from selling any of the peaches. And, oh, they're all just imprisoned down there. And I started asking the queen about it. And, oh, oh man, she really, she really cast a few spells on me. Well, fuck. <laughs> they hurt. I'm surprised you made it out. I kind of surprised, too. I, uh, I told the queen that I was going to go and chastise this tugboat and uh, <laughs> she didn't care too much so uh, <laughs> and did you chastise the tugboat uh no i i i just introduced myself uh, i was very polite and i think your tugboat's a fine gentleman parmesan parmesan romano says toot toot this guy's a fucking chump <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parmesan. Next time, uh, make sure to get our permission before you let any chumps on board. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my bad. Do you want me to just uh, grab him up with my tongue and spit him off the starboard bow? Can you do that? <laughs> I'm always down to try. <laughs> and Parmesan Romano lets out like a fire hose of a tongue that just keeps coming out. His face is actually on the outside, so you guys are on the inside of the cabin, so it actually bursts through the door and wraps around Jeeves. <laughs> That's not necessary, Parmesan. <laughs> All right, as he's being dragged out the door, Parmesan stops and lets him go and is like, all right, well, if you need anybody eat it, just let me know. Starboard report. <laughs> What happens if you swallow him, Parmesan? Will he just end up on the lower deck? Yeah, once again, I'm always down to find out. And his <laughs> tongue once again <laughs> through the door. Parmesan? Oh, no. It's scoops okay. up Jeeves. This time he can't hear y'all. He's too excited. He <laughs> swallows Jeeves. And yes, he does just slurp. There's like the ceiling is made of pasta and he just like squeezes out from between some pasta <laughs> and Woo. covered in marinara slops down. Like a newborn baby Jeeves. <laughs> Onto the poop deck. We'll figure out getting you cleaned up and everything, you know. You've been through a lot, and this included. <laughs> yeah, that was just kind of the fucking icing on this terrible cake. <laughs> Jeeves, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry for the way that you've been treated. It's completely unfair. I would have 
you know, stopped at like one spell being cast on you. That's you know, you would have been you would have hit even, but now you're below, and I feel sorry oh, for you. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, I guess. Oh, Jeeves just kind of curls up into the fetal position as he does. You, you hear the speaking stone vibrating. I pull out the speaking stone and I'm like, uh, "Go for um, what do we tell Woody that we would say our fake name is?" Oh, uh, go for fake name. What's up? <laughs> um, uh, is this Garrett? Who wants to know? <laughs> uh, it's Johnny. Johnny Scamarelli. Yeah, you got Garrett. What's up? Uh, hey, Garrett. Um, so. Uh, anyway, we just wanted to, uh, to check in with y'all, uh, uh, we, we were checking in with the little scrying room, saw that y'all were going towards the, uh, Portobello Kingdom, uh, uh, what's going on? Uh, is this line secured? Last time I talked to someone on this fucking phone, other than, uh, Leon and Barry, you know, we were a little fucked. You don't have, uh, fucking Rasputin over your shoulder right now, do you? Uh, nah, it's, it's just me and, uh, me and the Don, Gus, and Kevin, uh, over at the bar. Oh. To tell him I said, hey. Uh, everybody, Garrett says, hey. 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 <laughs> uh, they all say, hey. Beautiful. So, uh, Johnny, uh, what's the news? Uh, so, listen, uh, it might be a little dangerous for y'all to uh, come back to the city right now. Uh, we have news that there's uh, bounty hunters scouring every district as far as a uh, hundred miles into the city all the way out in the taffy district oh damn i've been wanting to make a trip out there that sucks <laughs> oh yeah they're right on the coast got that great saltwater taffy mm, it's great uh, but anyway uh, i don't think y'all coming back right now is a good idea uh but that's okay because we need a little bit more time to uh to get a plan together we think we're close to finding out where gazebo is and uh you know uh we're trying to stay a step ahead of Rasputin and everything, so we got some of our boys investigating that too. But, uh, you know, we need just a little bit more time. And uh, we do got a plan for getting y'all back in the city. You see, uh, there's this festival coming up, and uh, I won't get into the details now, but I uh, think we might be able to sneak y'all in. Okay, okay. But in the meantime, uh, I do want to talk to y'all in person about some things. So uh, uh, how about we meet up... Uh, there's a bar a little ways outside of Bethurntica. It's uh, just up the road from uh, where that side road from the Portobello Kingdom meets with the main road. I uh, think y'all could hang out there, and uh, I'll come meet y'all in uh, Willie's Trash Cat. Going to Roadhouse? <laughs> uh, nah, it's uh, it's the only place out there. You'll see it. We'll see it. Okay. All right. uh, Parmesan, you hear that? We're going to a uh, tavern on the side of the road outside the city? Uh, sure thing, dude. Parmesan Romano changes course and speeds off towards the bar outside of Pathentica. Does anybody else feel like this is a fucking trap? Yeah. Yeah, real hard. Uh, gotcha. Can you put on, get us some disguises for when we go into this tavern for meeting with Johnny? Yeah, Garrett, you got it. Uh, give me one second. Tell me what you're disguising everyone as. I want to look like a biker. <laughs> I want to look like Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> what does Willie want to look like? It's going to be a little difficult to disguise you. Willie kind of looks at himself and just goes, not an elephant, I guess. I mean. I was thinking a ghost. <laughs> Maybe you just like painted your trunk like a snake or something so you didn't look so much like an elephant. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait outside. <laughs> no, I'll paint you. I'll, I'll dress you up like a. I'll make you a mummy. 
That'll be good. Yeah. Mummy with a cobra nose. <sighs> Willie really hates being the most rational in the room at this point in time. <laughs> a biker, a mummy, and a businessman walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll just dress you up like a mummy. It's going to be fine. I got an 18. You're a pretty convincing mum- mummy. Let's roll for dressing Garrett up like a slutty gay biker. Love it. That's a 17. Great. I got a belly shirt and a cut-off denim vest. Uh, and your magnificent ass cheeks are fully out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Assless chaps. It's beautiful. <laughs> I probably shouldn't disguise Scotch as Garrett. No, you should. I do. Okay, let's see how it goes. I got a nine. So you look a little bit like Garrett. You look like if Garrett got turned into a frog. You've got a fake mustache and a fake pompadour. I feel like I just put on his polo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, Gotcha's going to dress herself as a swamp witch. <laughs> I got an eight. So you just look like a dirty person. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to Scotch's thing, Scotch is just like himself. A red grung, but he's wearing a green polo and brown khaki shorts. Nope, no, no shorts. No shorts. Okay, just a green polo. No, he's got a he's got a banging wig on too. Oh yeah, he's got a fake mustache and wig. The wig is blonde. It's <laughs> <laughs> the wrong color. After a while, Parmesan arrives at this tavern. As you walk above deck, you see a big, colorful sign that reads "Jimmy Stuff It Surf and Turf." But surf is spelled with an E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm glad the turf isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still spelled with a U. All right. Um, so speaking of surfs, um, Jeeves, I think it's best if you stay on the boat. Oh, uh, okay. I'm real thirsty. I'm just worried about you. Do you think they have jalapeno poppers? I thought you said you were thirsty. Just drink some Alfredo, Jeeves. Oh, it's warm. <laughs> Jeeves, I'll get you takeout. It'll be a little bit cold by the time we get it back to you. Oh, but jalapeno poppers are so much better, all hot and gooey. Okay, okay. Jeeves, if you really want some jalapeno poppers, you can come in, but I'm going to dress you up and you got to act like you don't know us. I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to dress Jeeves like he's been um, mucking out horses for the past five decades okay he's normally such a fancy boy gutter 20 he's the most convincing surf you've ever seen okay (laughs) he looks down he's like oh yeah i'm ready for this restaurant specifically now (laughs) very good don't ask how i made you smell like shit uh (laughs) i won't (laughs) parmesan says yeah you guys you're just gonna have to push him off the side i don't want him to walk down my tongue All right, so uh, if you'll let us off like a good distance away from the bar and then we'll just walk in and you just go way up. I don't want anyone to see us coming in on you just because, you know, you're so iconic. Oh, yeah, um, I can do that. I am already floating in front of the bar because you told me to go to the bar. <laughs> um, um, but I can back it up. He backs up like 100 feet real quick and <laughs> lets you off. All right, this... This is better. Okay. Pick up Jeeves and toss him out the window. <laughs> All right. Well, just call me if you need me. Choo choo. And then he barrels sideways into the forest until he's out of sight. <laughs> Righteous. All right. Do y'all want to go in this bar? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's step on in. Uh, Garrett kicks in the door, the saloon doors or whatever, and is like, "All right. Everybody knows I'm tough as hell, right?" And I'm like, "Look left, look right." And it's like I'm a fucking tough biker boy, and my cheeks are fucking 
out in the wind. <laughs> you kick in the door and you see just a bunch of serfs like with uh, shitty looking like nachos and burgers and shit. And it's just it's like a crappy it's like a very crappy version of like a Jimmy Buffett restaurant. Like there's uh, sand on the floor, but it's actually just fine dirt. There's very rough carvings of culturally appropriative stuff um Mm -hmm. there's some old cantaloupes that are painted to look like pineapples okay this sounds just like a regular cheeseburgers in paradise (laughs) (laughs) it pretty much is garrett uh scans the room for johnny uh you look around uh but you see that johnny is not there you do assume that uh willie's trash buggy is not quite as fast as the magical flying tugboat okay so if we've got a little bit of time to kill Garrett's going to walk up to the bartender and say, all right, um, you, I want a, uh, I want a Sprite and I'll look at your stone book. The bartender, uh, turns around from picking a, a bottle off the shelf and you see that it's Jimmy Stuff It and he says, oh, hey, Garrett. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I can drop the act. What's up, Jimmy? How you been? Not, not bad. Uh, you know, that uh, was a pretty dangerous adventure we went on, but I made it back clean. So, uh, you know. What's it been, like a day? Uh, a couple. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's good to know you're doing all right. Uh, anyway, um, you got a stone book? I've got a person I need to get a hold of. Fucking stone book. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a stone book in the back. One sec. Jimmy Stuffit walks in the back and he returns with a large stack of uh, thin stone tablets. Okay, Garrett pulls out his speaking stone and... Uh... Oh, the stone book. Oh, oh, hold on. And he takes the big rock book back and he comes back with a normal book that says stone book on the front. <laughs> y'all get some refreshments. I'm going to leaf through this until I find the one I'm looking for. Which y'all want? Can I get a bucket of gravy? <laughs> sure thing. He gives you a bucket of gravy. Fucking love gravy. I'm just going to sit at the bar, literally just like eating handfuls of it. Oh. Well, she's already gross with the Swamp Witch outfit. <laughs> Some of these serfs are looking over at this very dirty looking woman shoveling gravy into her face. And they're just like, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. She got coin for a bucket of gravy? She got coin for a bucket of gravy? <laughs> uh, get an order of jalapeno poppers for that sad gentleman over there. Uh, uh, sure thing. Uh, um, the jalapeno poppers, uh, they're full of... Um, yeah, you know what? Don't worry. Yeah, you seem like you don't like this guy. No, it's not for me. And he puts down some jalapeno poppers in front of Jeeves. I wanna, I wanna go ahead and scan Garrett into my watch real quick. Okay. You've got assless chaps Garrett in there now. Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead and turn into that. <laughs> I think Willie just like looks down from looking up at the bar, kind of thinking about what he might want. He looks down, looks back up, and looks back down. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whatever. All right, so there's double Garrett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Garrett, who you calling? All right, so I've been scanning this book, trying to find anything that can connect me to the RBI, the Royal Bureau of Investigations, because back in episode five, six, a long time ago, we talked to this Agent Verich, who I'd like to get a hold of, because she seems to be a contact uh, who we might be able to, you know, get some support in trying to stop the rise of Rasputin. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good idea. You are not able to find a number for the RBI. However, in the personal section, you do only find one name with the surname Verich. Okay. Roberta Verich. Roberta Verich. Okay. I guess Garrett's going to go ahead and dial Roberta Verich on the speaking stone. All right, everybody. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of Agent Verich, so... Um, Everybody be cool for a second. 
I'm just going to go back to shoveling gravy in my face. And I dial it and put it on speaker. Who is this? I'm looking for Agent Verich. Well, you found her. All right. Hey, wait a minute. Is it Garrett? Garrett Sunderwood. Yes, you're uh, very perceptive. Garrett, tell her it's Scotch and the Hoppers. She won't know who we are unless you tell her it's Scotch and the Hoppers. It's uh, Scotch and the Hoppers. Yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tempted to uh, have the guards go to your location right now, but there is part of me that wonders why you're calling me. Well, as you know, Rasputin is fucking bad biscuits. Do you have some kind of evidence of that this time? Well, uh, we have many witnesses to Duke Gaspucci's evil doings. He's overseeing the the capturing- They're abusing frog babies! I yell into the phone over Garrett's shoulders. Thank you, that was much more concise than I was going to say it. I, thank you. Uh, th- so he's abusing frog babies. Um, you hear a loud beep. And then she says, All right, so, uh, okay, surf and turf. All right, uh, listen, stay there. I'll be there in just a little bit. Nope. If you don't want to go to jail for the rest of your fucking life, you're going to stay there. And then she hangs up the phone. Fuck. God damn it. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> ah. I fucking close the phone and I say, All right, everybody, um, so rest as much as we can. Get some spell slots back because um, I'm worried about how how this lady's gonna do us. She didn't sound super on our side during that uh, conversation. Last time we talked, she realized that Rasputin was a bad guy and that Mayor Gaspucci was bad and now he's Duke Gaspucci and we gotta fucking get to the bottom of this. It's sort of like the main thing. As you're speaking, you hear a loud outside and then a very loud thud on the top of the roof. Of the restaurant. I'm going to draw my bow. Oh, I, I think you might should put that away. <laughs> After a few more seconds, Agent Verich walks through the door. She sees you all and walks over to the two Garrets, <laughs> <laughs> looks at both of you and says, Scotch, Garrett, Willie, and then looks over at the dirty lady and says, uh, um, what are, what are you all doing here? <laughs> I can tell you three are in disguise, but what in the hell happened to the princess? She's uh, she's just fine, and she enjoys gravy. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't come to your house and ask you how you're eating your damn gravy. Okay, well, um, you got about ten seconds to start talking before uh, have guards fucking swarm this place. Okay, listen to this. Peaches, water, trash, frog monsters. You feel me? You, you understand? You have my attention. They're using those things to do some sort of big ancient magic that's going to be bad for all of us. She squints her eyes. The astral child's accent. Ascent. Gotcha unrolls that scroll that we got and shows it to Agent Verich. Holding on to it, though. The Portobello Kingdom had this stolen from a university. I believe it's a spell. Queen Portobello, in cooperation with Duke Gaspucci, is planning something sinister. As she sees the document, her eyes widen a bit, and she looks at you and says, and how do you know that she's involved with Duke Gaspucci? Or Rasbatan, I believe, as you called him. Well, her ex-husband will tell you. Oh, that's the butler, right? Yep. Yes, Jeeves and uh, also her son Woody Portobello also knows of this and has been cooperative thus far but is currently undercover in her employ. When we went down into the Verdant Caverns uh, investigating the situation with the peaches, there was a fucking portal that led us to uh, the palace dungeons. They were collecting frog monsters and peaches. The good peaches. They were sending the bad ones off to market to, you know, keep up appearances. And you're saying that 
Duke Gaspucci is in charge of all this. He's the mastermind behind the whole thing. And he's a prince from Proteris. Yes, he is a prince from Proteris. That island. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, back up a bit. Uh, let's take one thing at a fucking time. <laughs> yeah, this portal, you say they're, uh, it's where they're collecting all their resources. Uh, I'm going to need to see this portal. Well, the, the pictures on the speaking to stone have really bad resolution. You're not going to like them. But the portal disappeared after we came back through. Um, Damn. We uh, got the portal there collecting resources through. I could uh, use it to maybe verify your story. Uh, the nature of the spell that produced that portal was actually very similar to the portal in the Sunderwood that was used to divert all the water from our river. You said they need water for the spell, right? They need water, trash, and fruit. And they've got all three. Well, if that portal's still open at the Sunderwood... Uh, Maybe it could prove your claims, and then I could help you do something about it. Listen, I believe you. I want to believe you, at least. But, uh, I can't just act without having some kind of proof or knowing what's going on, because then you, you fuck things up. Yeah, that would be crazy. Aw, I love you too, Agent Verich. And Gotcha gives her a big ol' hug. Oh, God. <laughs> Agent Verich kind of slides out of it. <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to need you all to take me to the Sunderwood. I can't let you go on your own, because if you're lying, then, well, I'm going to have to kill you all. All right, um, Agent Verich, we're being completely above board. We haven't done anything questionable so far. We've only been pursuing this when you told us that... We wouldn't. Well, uh, yeah, we can talk about that fucking later. We got bigger fish to fry. All right, all right. We'd be glad to take you to the Sunderwood to look at the portal there. We do have a meeting. We got a friend. Can take us there. Like, right now. Believe it or not, we have been keeping a pretty close eye on you, so uh, <laughs> I do know about your giant stinky tugboat. <laughs> you did bring it into the city. People have been talking about it a lot. Yes, it's, uh... <laughs> Pretty magnificent. <laughs> I've got my own ride, so uh, I'll just meet y'all outside the village, okay? Agent Verich walks out the door, and then you hear just a beating of wings. And a few moments later, you hear the rattling engine of Willie's dune buggy pull up outside, and then Johnny enters the bar. Johnny comes in and says, Ah, oh, Scotch, gotcha, Willie, oh, Garrett. E and what the fuck? is he doing here we fucking got him johnny <laughs> we got that son of a bitch uh, you fucking got him huh you fucking dragged his ass back here huh and jeeves is like no no johnny i came back on my own uh, uh, uh. Like, oh yeah fucking bullshit so he, he did he come back on his own uh-huh yes he uh he uh came of his own accord oh he's been very um open and honest about everything that's happened so far as far as we can tell oh well i uh, still fucking hate him and i still fucking hope he dies fuck you jeeves yeah that's that's where i'm at johnny i told him you know i wanted him out of the window oh no oh. jeeves you know i would say you're a good guy you're an okay guy you're pretty good <laughs> oh just let me explain myself okay jeeves explains everything that he explained to our heroes before to johnny montage of jeeves like saying stuff and johnny being like what be like no way whoa yeah <sighs> shit that's a lot jeeves uh, i think the don's gonna need to hear this for himself decide what to do with your traitorous ass uh well uh y'all uh, like i said uh, y'all can't come back to the city right now uh is there anything y'all know to investigate out here or uh We've got a lead that we're going to follow, but um, 
if it's worth anything, I'd like to I'd like to tell you to tell the Don that I'd prefer if Jeeves wasn't killed. Um, I'll think about it. I'll think about maybe mentioning that. Uh, Scotch, do you have anything you want me to say? Yeah, Johnny, if it's any count, um, if you could tell the Don that I would really just take it as a personal favor if he would take care of Jeeves. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell him that for sure, and I'll I'll maybe have time to tell him Garrett's thing too. Uh, so anyway, Jeeves, get in the fucking car, and uh, you guys give me a call uh, if whatever it is you're investigating pans out. I hug Johnny and say, "Kill him." Johnny says, "I'm I'm trying. I'm trying." <laughs> I hug Jeeves and say, "You know, one step at a time. You know, one of these days you're gonna get your shit together." Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no. Johnny and Jeeves leave the bar and drive off back to Bethentica. So Jeeves is dead. Maybe. All right, so um, we've dealt with Johnny, and we've got a date with Verich over in the Sunderwood. It's a bit of a hike, so, um, you know, everybody will get some shut-eye on the ship on our way up. After gotcha whistles, Parmesan Romano comes crashing through the front of Jimmy Stuffett's surf and turf. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, what the hell? Come on. You fucking wrecked the ship I usually work on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I keep on forgetting that Parmesan will do this kind of stuff. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Be careful what you wish for. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Parm. Speaking of that, I really wish we like put some anti-divination magic on him when we were wishing. Yeah, I mean, we could have done better. But we did pretty good. We we got some bells, not so many whistles. <laughs> I think he's perfect. I love you, Parm. Ah, shiacks. Parmesan Romano, blushing, soars off into the sky. Now, the Sunderwood is quite far away. Even on Parmesan Romano, it'll be an overnight trip. Sounds like a good excuse for a long rest and a level up. Sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody leveled up to seven, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Garrett, he's um got a cork board there in the bridge with um like here's a picture or a drawn picture of a pile of trash with a piece of yarn connected to a drawn picture of the Portobello River with a piece of yarn connected to a drawn picture of a pile of Portobello peaches. It looks just like a cart full of butts. <laughs> but Garrett's doing some like trying to break the case right here on the cork board in the bridge, but. He's trying to get rest where he can. I'm just taking my notes. I'm sleeping on the floor. I have a request for Parm. Could I just get, like, some Marsala on tap? Just the sauce. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure thing. Marsala leaks down from the hole that Jeeves fell out of. Nice. I just, you know, get up under that. <laughs> After filling up all my small metal bottles with that Marsala, I'm just going to pass out. I'm just covered in it. All right. Our heroes wake up the next day as Parmesan arrives. At the Sunderwood village. You see that Parmesan has stopped just by the trail that leads into the woods and towards the village. Agent Verich is standing there beside the trail. Do we see what she flew in on? You do not see what she flew in on. I wave down at her just being like, hi. She does not wave back, but she does stare at you. <laughs> when you get close enough, she says, how about you all come down off that tugboat? All right. I'm not sure that anyone's there waiting for us, but if they are, that thing's a dead giveaway. All right. Parmesan, you heard her. 
Uh, give us the ramp. Parmesan says, sure thing. And lets out his tongue ramp. I hope it like rolled out right at her feet. It did. <laughs> They're a little bit wet and she takes a step back. Exactly. Garrett hops on truffle and we just water slide down the tongue. <laughs> I pull out my inner tube, still crusty with the blood of my mutated brethren. And <laughs> oh, just no. hop, hop on my tube and slide down the tongue. Gosh, it's just going head first. It's just penguin belly dive. It's a bad idea, and it's going to hurt at the bottom, but... Yeah, you take one point of damage because you just scratch your face against the fucking road. That's okay. I say, yeet me, Parm! Parmesan slucks you up with his tongue and spits you down on the ground in front of Agent Fair. <laughs> nice. So, Garrett's starting to look at the edge of the forest, which was once lush and beautiful. What's it looking like now? So the trees out by the trail that you're at now are looking a little rough. They're they're fairly dry. Their leaves are a little crispy. But as you and Agent Farich proceed along the path, things only get worse. There starts to be a total lack of grass. Many of the trees are dead or dying and are all clearly severely deprived of water. Finally, you reach the Sunderwood Village. It doesn't seem that there's a single person around. Above the crevices, there are the mini buildings, which used to be the happy homes of gnomes and various folk of the forest, but now they are crumbling and decrepit. Mm. Well, I'm crying. This is awful. The, the riverbed's dry and the people can't live here anymore, but um, if we go uphill, it's probably where we'll see the portal where the water is diverted from. But let me just knock on some doors, make sure there's nobody holding out. I was pretty sure we had a consensus, the, the forest gnomes had a consensus to leave. There was a holdout amongst our brothers and sisters down in the sundered crags of the Sunderwood who were uh, less willing to compromise. You walk around and knock on a few doors. Uh, the first handful you knock on, you hear nothing. With many of them, the door simply swings open as you knock on it. But once you get to about the fifth or sixth door, you hear a moaning inside and a voice that sounds familiar. Like a pain moaning or a sexy moaning? Like a pain moaning. Sometimes that can be sexy. You open the door, and inside you see your mother, Susan Sunderwood. She's laying down on a small cot, and she looks awful. Her cheeks are sunken in. Uh, she's sweating profusely. She looks over to you and says, Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Is that really you? Garrett says, healing word. Mom. She looks just a little bit better when you say that, but she's like, oh, Garrett. Oh, oh that was sweet of you, honey, but I'm going to need a little bit more than a healing word to deal with this. Oh, oh, Garrett, I have so much to tell you, but... Is there a cleric in the building? I have so much to tell you, but in this state, I just, I don't think I can. Oh, Garrett. Do you know what's wrong with you? Oh, yes. Oh, it's a curse, Garrett. I won't get into the details, but I need the flower, the flower of the Sunderwood. But how many are alive at this point? I don't know, Garrett, but it's the only thing that could save me. A little further into the forest is where they grow. Hurry, Garrett. See if you can find one. You have to hurry. I don't have much time left. Can I cast Remove Curse on her? No. No? <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> Agent Verich, you see what... The removal of our river is done to our people. We've got to hurry. Um, Mom, stay strong for me. I know you will. It's not monologue time, little buddy, and I pick you up. <laughs> Alrighty. Red flower, blue thorns. Red flower, blue thorns. <laughs> I think it's blue flower, red thorns, but... I don't know. I'm colorblind. <laughs> Agent Farage says, I didn't realize uh, this This really is tragic. Uh, well, if if I can help you take down Rasputin, then 
Maybe we can bring this place back to life. Uh, Wait, you're sure you're not just dehydrated, right, Susan? Jesus, Gotcha, she said she's cursed. Come on, let's go. It's deeper in the woods. Garrett wiggles out of Willie's hands and starts running through the forest, <laughs> hoping that you are on his heels. Okay, we're going on. You run off down the forest path, deeper into the Sunderwood, where Carrie always told you not to go. She told you that things got dangerous deep in the Sunderwood, where nature ran wild. As you go in further, you do see that there is more vegetation, but it is only vines and weeds, things that live in harsh conditions. And in addition, they're strangling out the remaining vegetation. Balance is all way out of Weck. <laughs> and Weck is a um, particularly influential gnome who's known for being super balanced. He <laughs> eats just the right diet and um, has a really good grip on regulating his emotions, but it's way out of Weck. As you proceed further, up ahead, you see a small clearing. And all around this clearing, you see small flower plants. But all of the flowers are crusted and dying, not getting enough water, except for a single flower on the other side of the clearing. There's just a small beam of light breaking through the harsh canopy of vines with a single healthy flower just waiting to be plucked. Garrett, um, not taking any time to do perception checks or anything, is like, there it is! And starts running for it. As you begin running into the clearing, you hear a voice. Is that you? Who's there? Last time I saw you, you were this tall. You look over and see what appears to be some kind of living tree. It's moving along the ground on its roots. It's sort of leaning back. And wrapped up in its front roots, you see your uncle, Pavilion Sunderwood, the father of Gazebo. God. Oh, oh Uncle Pavlo. <laughs> you know him? Yes, he's a he's another important Sunderwood gnome. Are you okay? Have you taken control of this tree? This tree begins hurling towards you, seemingly with violent intent. As it does, the corpse wrapped up in its roots continues to speak. Okay. Yes, Uncle Pavilion, I I still like ducks. I think they're great. Roll initiative for combat. Oh, no. I got a nine. Nine. Nineteen. Gutter 20. Got a seven for initiative. I turn to Garrett and I say, Garrett, it looks like your uncle is a little too hot to handle. And then I shoot a fucking fireball right in his face. (laughs) Scotch. That's uh, fucking not cool at all. <laughs> Got a DC 14 reflex save for dexterity. This ain't 3.5. Ooh, we got a nat one. Ooh. Oh, shit. All right, so I'm going to roll for damage. It's 8d6 fire. Oof. Ooh. Got 23 damage, rolled several ones. And the fire spreads around corners. It ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. I think that fire affecting a dried out dead forest would create a nasty forest fire. Yeah, Austin, you might have just started the end of the Sunderwood. I'm going to roll a chance percentage for a forest fire to start. (laughs) (laughs) You rolled a 51. You're okay for now. Okay. Thank goodness. Did it look like it did a lot to it? Not as much as you expected. Up next is Sam. I'm going to cast Ring or. I'm going to cast Wall of Fire, but I guess it might as well be called Ring of Fire because I'm going to go with the ring shape. This tree's going down, down, down to burn the Ring of Fire! That's the spirit, Sam. It creates a one-foot-thick, 20-feet-high 
up to 20 feet in diameter directly around him. Dexterity safe. He got a 15. Yeah, 15 is mine, so. Yeah, so he passed. Uh, I rolled 22, so 11 fire damage. Next up is Gotcha Portobello. Alrighty, let me get some insight on this tree, Leo. I got a 17 for my insight roll. This tree got a 14 on its deception. <laughs> it's not very sneaky. Actually, that's pretty sneaky for a tree. It's pretty <laughs> sneaky for a tree. Yeah. Anyway, I close one eye, draw my bow back. That is a uh, 25 to hit. That hits. With my sneak attack, that is 23 damage. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, God, gotcha. That's a hell of a bow strike. Oh, yeah. Just got my fourth sneak attack dice. That's fucking sick. Nice. You shoot this tree, you know, in the trunk. There's not a whole lot of descriptive parts of a tree. Um, but wherever <laughs> you hit it must have been important because a bunch of goo starts spilling out. And it seems to reel back. Just splits like a big chunk of wood off the side. Yeah. You hit it right in the owl's nest. Oh, no. Don't worry. The owls have been gone for months. Okay. (laughs) Next up is Garrett. Are we 100% positive it's a corpse? He's been talking. Yeah. Is it a corpse? Can I just like uh, perception to see if like he's got guts or if he's like what's going on? Yeah. That's a 14 perception. His skin does look very kind of bluish, sort of gray, like a dead bodies tends to, but you don't see any obvious like wounds or, you know, big zombie shit. Okay, well that's fucking awful, and he looks clearly dead to me, so I step fist, lightning bolt, right there towards the upper branching parts of the tree, away from the corpse of his uncle, Pavilion Sunderwood, who he loves and respects. It's a deck save. Ooh, he failed. Okay, so that is eight D6 lightning damage right here. Nice. 32 lightning damage. And I hit at the like top of the trunk where the tree begins to split Y off in different directions. Like a bolt of lightning coming out of the sky and hitting a tree directly in the trunk. You just split this fucking tree in the top. This does come out of my fist when I step fist like I'm fucking Uncle Iroh. And it's still alive, but its eyes are kind of hanging on either side, and it's screeching a horrible sound. And as you do that, you hear, Oh, be careful, Garrett. Your mom said not to mess with spells till you're older. I'm 44. I'm a grown-up. And at that, Garrett is going to run through the Ring of Fire and take whatever damage that entails. Garrett, nope, stop. Garrett's emotional, Willie. Jesus, Garrett. How much damage do I take if I run through the wall of fire? (laughs) Uh, You said you're doing it, so I'm just going to roll the damage now. And you do not get a dexterity save. That's fine. I'm running through it. I'm going straight for the corpse of my uncle and the roots of this tree. Garrett has to do this. 21 damage. 21 damage. Garrett's eyebrows got burned off a while ago. His mustache and the front half of his pompadour are gone now, too. (laughs) Oh, no. Since you're ending your turn on that within 10 feet of that side of the wall, you take another... Roll my damage again. 25 damage to Garrett, fire damage. Garrett wasn't bloodied before, but he sure fucking is now. He's bloodied and having a hard time. He's fucking burnt up. His entire, he looks like fucking Jeff Bezos. All the hair is gone from his head. Oh no. (laughs) He's burnt up, he's wrecked, he's doing badly. He's got as much health as a level one character. And he is just sitting there like bleeding and sobbing into the roots of this tree trying to get his uncle out and that's the end of Garrett's turn. Oh no. You're tugging away but he he's not coming loose and now Joey don't give I don't do this a lot. 
but you really screwed yourself there because it's what your character would do, so I am going to give you inspiration for that. Okay, inspiration. If anyone's earned it, it, it was you for that. Yeah, that was dumb as shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> Garrett loves his uncle. When you tell Gazebo the story of how Garrett died, you can tell him this happened. Next up is the tree. Oh, God. It's going to smack the fuck out of Garrett. This tree blight does have multi-attack but the blight wants to get away from this fucking fire so he is going to move out of the fire you can make an attack of opportunity because he's moving out of your space okay if he's moving out of my shit and like my uncle is being torn away from me garrett will make an attack of opportunity at the roots oh and um he's gonna get a and to hit this tree. Mm, that doesn't quite hit. His spear just like fucking digs into the earth. You try to get those roots, but it's to no avail. And now he is going to attack Willie with all four of his attacks. Go for it, punk. Just a burning tree. Got a 23 to hit. That's a hit. A 17 to hit. Miss. 20 to hit. Hit. And a 15 to hit. Miss. All right, so it hit with one branch and one grasping root. He deals 14 damage from the branch, and because he hit with the grasping root, uh, you are now grappled by the roots uh, being held next to Garrett's uncle. He looks over at you and says, Say, nice weather we're having, Eat shit, old man. <laughs> Don't talk shit about Pavilion! His arms are strapped down, but he just keeps saying, Put her there, name's Pavilion. Jesus Christ. Why aren't you putting her there? Linguini, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Sam, you got to roll concentration. Yeah, I was going to end it anyway on my turn. So the fireball goes down. I would like to ask real quick, what is Agent Farage doing in this moment? You don't see Agent Farage anymore. Okay. What the fuck? Where the fuck did she go? All right. Um, I'm going to just, like, hold up a finger gun and shout, Sorry, Garrett. Willie, thank you cold thoughts and then I cast fireball right on his fucking face again (laughs) (laughs) he's like a 15 foot size thing so you could probably burn him and not me yeah I guess I could all right. <laughs> you just wanted to burn me, you asshole. All right. So I'm going to cast Fireball right above his head so it doesn't hit Willie. DC 14. He failed his save. 31 damage. All right. And with that, you explode that Fireball right above its head. And where it's split has a lot of frayed dry wood. All just catches on fire. It writhes around and screams and flails its arms and then it falls down backwards. It lets out a soft wheeze as the fire spreads across it towards the roots that Willie and Pavilion are still trapped in. Garrett would like to cast Tidal Wave. So Garrett casts Tidal Wave, and like a Blastoise using Surf, a nice little Tidal Wave comes out of nowhere and splashes this tree. A huge wave of water washes over it, and all the fire is put out. And it's everything is dark. As the tree dies, you hear Pavilion say, Anyone fancy a cup of tea? Oh. You see some of the color return to his face. Oh, Garrett. Oh, is that you, Garrett? Oh, oh look at you. You're a grown man. Oh. Garrett, like, stumbles over, like, bloodied and hairless and, like, starts breaking roots off of 
pavilion to like sort of free him of the embrace of the tree's roots. Once he gets a better look at you, he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought I knew you. Uh, you, I don't know why I thought you were Garrett. Oh, I don't know." Who Garrett you casts are. minor illusion to put his mustache, eyebrows, and pompadour back on. <laughs> oh, Garrett, it is you. Oh, sorry, I didn't recognize you. You had that mustache since you were nine years old. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty fucked up. Pavilion. I'm sorry things happened like this. It looked like that uh, that tree had an angry spirit attached to it. Oh, yeah, it seems like it, but don't be sorry, Garrett. There's nothing you can do about any of this. Oh, you're doing more than anybody even thinks they can. Don't you worry about it, little buddy. Did you hear that your mom's here back in town? Oh, shit. And Garrett, like, scans the field to see if all of the fire and water fucked up the flower. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. You look over to the ray of sunlight where you saw the flower before, and the fire in the water has not reached it, but you see that where you saw the flower, it has been plucked and is gone. Mm. You see no other viable flowers around. Agent Verich! Can I make a perception check to see if I see any, like, tracks of Verich leaving or anything? Sure. I got, uh, 15. You do pick up some of Agent Verich's tracks. They lead over to where the flower was plucked, and then a little ways off into the woods. Then they disappear. They do, however, seem to be going back in the direction of the Sunderwood Village. Garrett starts turning into a fucking racing horse. As he's transforming, he's like, if anyone wants to get there fast, they better winny, 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 winny. And he uh, starts, uh, if anyone's trying to hop on right now, then they can hop on right now. But Garrett's sprinting. I'm going to hop on. I'll hop on his back. I'm going to ride that pony. Pavilion says, oh, I'm still a little out of breath, but I'll hop on too. Come on, Pavilion. I lift him up. Oh, you're all on top. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Garrett does his best to speed off his racehorse back to the Sunderwood Village, but he's really dragging ass with this heavy load on top. He also needs to make a constitution save or be poisoned. Yeah, give me that con save, Joey. <laughs> How's 11? Nope. Oh, <laughs> shit. So you're now also sickened, so you're like barfing every so often as you're fucking trying to drag all these people back to the village. It's super dramatic, though. Hurry up, Garrett. Your mom's sick. Riding into town on a sick horse. In his mind, he's like, I shouldn't have invited them on. They should have just ridden on Parmesan. God damn it. <laughs> you're like, back's about to break. I should have picked a draft horse, not a racing horse. <laughs> I'm a fucking lean speed machine, not a fucking workhorse. <laughs> After a good... 15 minutes, you get back to the village and you see Agent Verich walking out of the house that Susan was in. So you brought her the flower, right? Of course. What did you think I was doing? I mean, uh, I saw that you guys probably had that tree thing handled, so I figured I might as well get the flower since time is of the essence and get back here and administer it. That's true. Agent Verich, you have to understand, I trusted the mayor before and it didn't turn out well for me, so I need to see my mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Actually, she asked me to uh, just ask for Garrett to go in there when y'all got back. All right, I'll see her. Agent Verich, if what you said is true, thanks. Yeah. For sure. Garrett walks into the house. You walk in and you see that Susan doesn't look excellent, but she doesn't look as on death's door as she did before. She's sitting up. She still looks a little pale, but she's drinking some water. She looks at you and says, thank you, Garrett. You saved my life. Uh, I need to, I need to tell you something about your mother. Um, I, in the city, I saw Carrie leading the Garrett uh, an Idol, but she said that um, Garrett, she's a uh, she said a bunch of backwards ass shit. Garrett, your mother is dead. 
Garrett turns away from Susan, takes a deep breath, and tears roll from his eyes. Still facing away, he says, What? What happened? When we went to Pathantica, after the river dried up, we went to the royal court and we, we asked for help, but they turned us away. Your mother said that she would never stop fighting for the Sunderwood, even if it killed her. And then as we were leaving the city, we were abducted. Somebody grabbed your mother's head and her eyes rolled back in her head and she seemed to writhe around for a minute and then and then they stabbed her. And then they were gone. I didn't even get a look at them. And then a few moments later, I had no idea where I was. I was somewhere in Pathurntica, but I didn't have any of my belongings and uh, everyone thought I was just a crazy person saying I was married to Carrie Sunderwood and uh, it took a long time to get back here. I, I need this flower to, to stave off this damn curse and I haven't been able to get back until now. Oh, I've been worried about you, Garrett. I've been worried about you, Mom. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. I don't know who that person is saying they're your mom, but they're not. It was nasty Kyle, but he's just a part of the machine that we need to take down. And Garrett turns back to Susan, and I'm glad we're together again, because we're amassing a force to take it all down, and we're going to get you well, and we're going to make everything right again. Tears start rolling down her face. She says, That's my boy, Garrett. I knew that if anyone in our family could do anything about this, it'd be you. Carrie knew that, too. You know, Kasibo's helping, too, a little bit, but, you know, mostly me. But I appreciate that. <laughs> That's good of you, even taking care of your cousins. I need to get some rest now, sweetie, but we can we can talk a little bit later, okay? All right, rest well. And Garrett uh, steps out of the house to the group and says, I think Susan's going to be okay. Um, I need some time to do something important, but, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to get to the bottom of this. If you'll fill in Agent Ferrich, I just need a moment. And um, Garrett steps about you know, 30 feet away from the house, just a little bit outside the group, and sits down cross-legged and begins ritual casting plant growth. He needs to stay stationary for eight hours to revitalize the plants. It won't last without the water, but it will keep some things alive for a while. As you're sitting down, casting your spell and meditating on the situation, you feel the speaking stone begin to vibrate. When the speaking stone starts to ring, I see that, you know, Garrett's trying to concentrate on a spell. So I just kind of walk up and slip my hand in his pocket and pull out the speaking stone and put it on speaker and say, uh, Garrett's phone. This is Scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, everyone. It's Johnny. Uh, uh, Listen, I don't know how y'all's day's going, but uh, things aren't going so great over here. I'm afraid I've got some, uh, some really bad news. The Don's gonna let Jeeves stay. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you found us on. Don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our episodes on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag TakeACrit, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. That's people like our good friends, Courtney Moses, Carol Hartsog, hi mom, as friend of the show, Andy, and John Chafin. You can find John on TikTok at Drunk as Batman. Check out his stuff. Sorry our release was late again this week. Our team has 
had some changing work schedules, so we'll be switching to Tuesday releases going forward. This show is produced entirely by the cast. Leah is our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, compose the score and mix the final cut. Thanks to Noah Swanson for writing our intro and outro theme. We're part of the Big Door Prize Podcast Network, so make sure you check out the other shows on there, like Notable Nostalgia, and the new show releasing this week, Dungeons and Decades. It'll be on the 30th. Episodes will now be coming out every other Tuesday, so check back October 12th for episode 21. See you next time. Hey, it's me, Gary Busey, and you're listening to Take a Crit. Oh, shit. A real play 5EC shell. That's the passion project of countless childhood <laughs> friends that have been playing this game for a few hours. <laughs> okay. Did you get a haircut? Me? Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, like, like a week ago, maybe. Not hmm. since uh, we saw each other last. Um, yeah, so. Didn't catch it. <laughs> I wish I wasn't following that. I can make it Joey. Yeah, sure. Joey's got a good one. He's ready. Either of us are following it. It's okay. Joey, do you got game? Do you got game to follow that, Joey? It's okay. I mean, it's Garrett. It's Garrett. It's, uh... Don't say that. (laughs) It's Garrett. He can take the hit. Yeah, but, uh, that's... That's what he's thinking. Uh, Mount Foreverest. And, you know, just like you were saying, you could shortcut it by having... Parmesan just fly up there, but he wants to start at the base and work his way up slow. That's how he does it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. You know, good to know that you're always, uh, you know, there, there for us, Parmesan. You're, you're fucking great friend. Ah, uh, you, you make me blush, too, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear just a beating of wings. Flappy, flappy. Flappy, flappy. Okay. Very good. Flappy, flappy. <laughs> Reflex dexterity. See, I'm not the only one. Pavilion Portobello. Oh, God. <laughs> nope. Pavilion Sunderwood. <laughs> That's the wrong so... family tree. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, this is this clearly is not a family tree. This is some fucked up tree that really did a number on my uncle's corpse. They won't know what hit them when the heat starts to split them open wide. Ah, never knew that it was coming because I also got greater invisibility. What do you see? Not me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's Scotch hops. Fucking banger. I'm sad I missed the first three minutes of it. And Garrett walks in to the door. Garrett walks into the house. <laughs> he walks in the door. He <laughs> walks straight into the door. <laughs>